Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. But first, I want to talk about miracle cancer cures. And I'm sure we've all seen online on Facebook and all sorts of places about different cures that claim to do all sorts of things. We, I actually saw recently that if you put a poultice of your own urine on your neck, it seemingly cures cancer, allegedly. And you can pay for this special poultice online. This is the kind of stuff that I suppose goes out there. But should we ban all these suggested miracle cures? Propose new legislation to outlaw the promotion of so-called miracle cures and the spread of misinformation around treatment for cancer will be endorsed by the government this week. Now, a private member's bill uh, by Fine Gael's Kate O'Connell proposes penalties of up to um, one is that, is that one million? For offenders who advertise fake or unregulated treatments of cancer. Ms O'Connell said she will continue debating her bill in the doll and the government is set to take uh, up its own legislation tomorrow in a bid to stop people with illnesses being targeted, people who are vulnerable, I suppose, online and in publications. Now, I'm going to speak to Kate O'Connell in a moment about this. But before I do, I want to get your opinion on this proposed legislation. Um, I want to know... Do you believe they should be banned? Do you think so-called miracle cures for cancer should be banned? Now, I know people have opinions. Everybody has an opinion. Facebook, and particularly nowadays with social media, you're going to get all sorts of stories about the seventh son of the seventh son and don't bother going to see a doctor. Should this fella here will give you a bowl of fresh fruit and that'll cure your cancer. Should that kind of stuff be banned? Here's a little bottle of elixir, the special stuff in this, like bleach or something. You drink it and it's going to cure your, your autism or something like that. All this kind of nonsense that we see on a, on a regular basis on the internet. Should it be illegal to advertise that kind of stuff online or in any shape or form or promote, uh, the, I suppose, that it's unnecessary to go to a hospital and get proper, proper medical treatment. Let me know what you think. The number is 0871880008. Kate O'Connell, uh, Fine Gael TD, is on the line. Kate, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. This has been a while coming, Kate, hasn't it? But it's been talked about for the last three or four years. Uh, it's, been, it's taken a little while, but something that you're very passionate about. Yeah, I am very passionate about it. And the reason I'm passionate about it is no, no doubt my background, but also that... This um, idea has been pushed by patient advocates, those that have been left behind from families that have you know, suffered at the hands of these snake oil salespeople and also the medical professionals, including um, the oncologists, as well as a very important group, which are the dietitians, um, who are the people who design diets um, to complement people's cancer treatment in the clinical environment based on evidence and based on science. So it's driven by those, but also more importantly, at the drafting stage, and um, the Irish Cancer Society um, have been involved because they are, I suppose, the go-to people in terms of patients have a huge respect for the Irish Cancer Society and they do great work. And we have engaged with them and yesterday they endorsed my bill. So it's, it's not just my idea. This is, has, has been a long time in the pipeline and there's a lot of work being done on it. But also through the legislative process, there will be amendments and changes mm-hmm. to it, which I welcome. Okay, in relation to being objective in relation to this particular bill, there are going to be people out there who will say, well, hold on, is this not nanny state kind of stuff? You know, many cures for different diseases that we have uh, today, nowadays, the many cures that we have, some of them were found by accident, by people trying different things and suggesting suggesting that this may work. How bizarre it might sound is kind of irrelevant, but if it works, it works. And then there's going to be anecdotal stories. And people say, oh, well, I went to the seventh son of the seventh son. He told me not to go to the doctor and he gave me this. And so my cancer went away. We had a woman on last year who told us about this diet she was selling online, which included, I don't know, I think it was pureed fresh fruit of all sorts of carry on. And she had breast cancer. And she said it cured her breast cancer and she stopped going to her doctor. Are those anecdotal stories, do they mean nothing? And I'm, I'm just being objective, obviously, but do they mean nothing? Are those kind of people, are they being outlawed now, essentially? 
Well, there's a vast, I suppose, array of people you've mentioned there. So historically, we've had the willow plant. People chewed on it in historic times and they got relief from their headache with the salicylate content from what's now used in aspirin. And in foxglove, um, the plant, the flower, there's um, digoxin is derived from that. So over, his, over time, science has learned from the very basic, um, I suppose, chewing the bit of a, a bark, that that product then goes through a trial process. In terms of... Um, so-called miracle cures and advertisements relating to the treatment of cancer, which this bill sets out to prohibit. Um, we're really trying to target people that advertise a treatment that has no basis in science and um, doesn't go through the regulatory process. And critically, we have an emergence of this in recent years where there's huge profiteering, but also, as you mentioned in the introduction, the advent of the Internet and social media and also search engine optimization has caused a huge move in this area where there's people can be targeted at their most vulnerable. So when they get a catastrophic diagnosis... They're desperate, um, of course, yes. Yeah, that they are targeted in terms of their treatment. And the, the problem is, and we had a really good um, prime time by Connor Wilson some months ago that outlined the tragedy associated with this. And it's all fine, somebody, you know, ringing in a show and saying a particular diet cures their cancer or their breast cancer. But, I mean, the fact is that if that was the truth, that person would be um, taken in by Big Pharma and their diet would be marked. Well, well, as soon as I hear you the word I mean? Big Pharma, I know we're on a losing team, by you the way. Know, so, <laughs> um, the, the fact is, is that we have robust regimes in place to test the safety of our medicines that are released onto the market both at a, at a national level and a European level. We have expert groups in place. And then to have that in some way diminished by people who are specifically setting out to extort money from people at their most vulnerable um, time, but also in some cases hastening death and increasing suffering, which is, you know... Because they're not getting the proper medical attention. They're not the getting the proper medication. Okay, exactly. and where, where does it leave? I mean, I know this, you, you talk specifically about cancer, but there is, you know, the fake cures for autism, which is quite common nowadays as well. You see those, these bleaches that are sold to, to unwitting parents who want to do the best for their child. But you've also got... I suppose this idea that you know, the seventh son of the seventh son, uh, miracles essentially, people claiming that they can wave their hands over you and cure, cure you. Where does that leave all those individuals who make these claims? So, I mean, we did a lot of work on this bill to make sure that um, certain things could still go ahead, people's own sort of personal beliefs or their faith. So in terms of what this bill sets out to do, it's the, it's the prohibition, uh, prohibition of the ads. So if this person who is the seventh son for example, mm. takes out an ad in a newspaper claiming to cure cancer at a massive fee, that's what we're looking. If someone just has some sort of belief system and they're operating without a, a advertising or without an, a, a monetary contribution, um, I don't see that as, as much of my business, to be honest. Well, they, they tend not to advertise a fee, but they kind of say donations are greatly accepted, don't they? Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's clearly the advertising. And, if, and, you know, in terms of nanny state, I mean, we mm. cannot prohibit conversations at crossroads roads or, or pubs in terms of people's beliefs. But what we're trying to do is benefit the whole here, have as much um, impact 
and to, uh, in terms of legislation in protecting our most vulnerable but also protecting our system our system that is well established over the years and, and that legislation will also cover advertising on social media because Facebook seems to be the way people tend to advertise nowadays and Twitter and other kind of such uh, social media outlets. yeah and in terms of where I've come from on this actually in recent months the situation has changed somewhat with Facebook's realisation that the responsibility that they have in terms of the propagation of fake news be it in terms of vaccination rates and what you mentioned in terms of the outbreak in New York and we've um, outbreaks around Dublin currently. So I suppose my bill started off probably slightly different, but now in, in light of Facebook's um, changes, I think it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting how we work through this bill because there now is a realisation that, you know, there has to be some element of responsibility when there's propagation of information that could have a detrimental effect on population health, but also in terms of the individual that's been targeted. Well, just finally before you go, Kate, in relation, you mentioned vaccinations, and of course, they're a big story today, and I'm sorry to catch you off guard on this one, but obviously the comments by Dr. Dominic Rowley and uh, the comments by Simon Harris in relation to children who are unvaccinated based on the story in New York and the outbreaks that we're seeing across the world of measles, which we thought we had practically eradicated at one stage. Um, It's caused by children who are unvaccinated, some because of their faith as well, and we've seen that in New York. They're bringing in heavy fines for it and banning children from public schools. Is that something that you would agree with, say, banning children from creches, public schools, if indeed they're not vaccinated? I'm a firm believer in bringing people with you. And um, there's been a lot of, um, I suppose, scaremongering around this issue. But in terms of parents need to be able to access proper information in terms of the benefits of vaccinating their child, the the negatives in terms of if their child is not vaccinated in terms of the effects of of measles. So I feel very strongly about what the the minister said, and I I like where he's going on it. But should he take the bold step? According to Dr. Dominic Rowley, should he take this bold step of basically saying, well, I'm sorry, you can't go to a public school if your child is not vaccinated, unless, of course, they have some sort of certificate because some children are so unwell that they can't have vaccinations. But but unless you're wavered from having vaccinations, that you must have your child vaccinated, otherwise you're you're not welcome in a public school. I think he's moving in the right direction on it. Should he do it, Kate? Don't sit on the fence. Should he do it? I I, I do think there's, there's... I think it has to come with a massive public education campaign. I think if you start, you know, using the stick um, instead of the carrot, you sometimes get pushback. But I think in in terms of where he's going in this, I think in light of recent developments, in light of the outbreak in New York, in light of the multiple outbreaks in Ireland, and the realisation that measles isn't just a simple condition that's a bit of a rash and will go, that it can kill, it can cause blindness and deafness and in in, in young children, in terms of older immunocompromised people, that is very, very serious. But also in terms of the complete waste of money and waste of, um, um, I suppose, science in terms of what we've invested over the years in our vaccination regimes, that this could essentially be completely destroyed with fake, with fake, um, new, fake anti-vaccine information. Well, we, we've seen that more you recently I mean? here in Ireland with the, the individuals who did get measles, the age group ties in with, I suppose, the, uh, the uh, Andrew Wakefield, yeah, of course. It yes. ties in very specifically with that. And I was actually sat on the health committee this morning. I left it there to speak with yourself. And I spoke in terms of, an, I just think it's, it's something that's often overlooked. We have the MMR, which is the measles, mumps and rubella. And I just think that that generation of, of young men that 
are of the Wakefield, I suppose, era. Like there has been a mumps outbreak in some of our universities, and those young men are, are scientifically they are going. Some of them are going to have fertility problems when they move on to have children in their life. And in terms of you know, how do you have that conversation with with your parent that didn't vaccinate you? Mm-hmm. How does a how does a, a son um, look their parent in the eye and say, "Mommy or Daddy, I can't have grandchildren or children grandchildren for you because or you listen to Andrew myself. Wakefield." Yeah, and I I think sometimes, a bit like the genesis of of my piece of legislation, you know, the patient has to come forward. The advocate, the young man who has been rendered infertile as a result of of, of mumps must come forward um, because it would help this argument because people don't seem to connect um, the importance of vaccination with the, the, the net benefits to your life as you move through it, be it in terms of your child's health or in terms of your ability to, to have children. So, um, so you think Simon Harris is, is, in the right, is going in the right direction? Anyway. going in the right direction. To be honest, I'm, I'm really happy that um, in terms of this being a private member's bill, it will be adopted by government on Thursday evening after second stage, which then becomes a government bill, which to my mind adds a lot more weight than having one member of Leinster House running behind a bill or pushing a bill. So I have, I'm very, very happy that the Taoiseach, I was a medical doctor by profession, but it's very supportive of this bill and understands the, the huge um, issue here we have in terms of population health okay. when it comes to fake news and um, people being allowed to propagate their notions, which in terms, which, which in turn has a negative effect on population health. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed, Kate O'Connell. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. And that was in relation to the Treatment of Cancer Advertisements Bill 2018, so it probably will go through at some point, and it will mean it'll be illegal for you to advertise a fake treatment for cancer, in specifically cancer as well, uh, but mainly for those kind of, uh, I suppose, miracle cures for things uh, that sadly kill people and destroy people. Uh, Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How you Patrick? Hi, Noel. Yeah. Well, in relation to uh, what they're proposing, I suppose you're going to say, you know, like sort of like totalitarian maybe regime where maybe just because the science might be there from the doctor's point of view or Kira Connell's point of view because doctors will tell you themselves to get maybe one hour maybe or not one hour, sorry, uh, one 24-hour session maybe in the whole seven years of training have anything to do with diet and nutrition. So doctors are trained just how to dispense the pill and uh, not actually... No, they're not. Cause. Doctor, doctors are not trained just to dispense pills. That's a very well, simplistic view of what a doctor does for a living. Well, that's the doctor diagnoses a uh, problem, uh, dispenses medication to relieve that problem, and also, if in the case of cancer, it's a whole schedule of treatment, it's a schedule of diet. There's so much more to it than dispensing a pill, Patrick. Yeah, but they never get to the root cause. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean they never get to the root cause? Well, in order to find out what caused the problem in the first place, you've got like, to get to the root well, cause. Be, be specific. The root cause of what? Cancer? Is that what you're talking about? A tumour? Root cause of cancer, autoimmune disease. Well, I mean, well, I tell you now, the doctor that does find the root cause and can cure the root cause will be a millionaire overnight. So that, that hasn't happened yet. We do cancer research on a regular basis, Patrick. We spend billions every year on cancer, cancer research and we're getting better at it. But we still haven't, re- we don't understand exactly why it happens. Well, I can tell you, if you were to put for any other thing in the world or whatever, the amount of money that you put into cancer, you'd have found answers maybe before now. No, you wouldn't. That's a silly argument, Patrick. 
Well, Absolutely, because cancer is an umbrella term for degeneration of the body in so many different ways. You can have stomach cancer, you can have lung cancer, you can have pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, which they're making great headway when it comes to breast cancer. They figure in about five years they will have a vaccination to avoid women getting breast cancer. Um, they have throat cancer. There are so many different types of cancer that work in so many different types of ways. It's not a one simple fix solution. It's not Hello? like, oh, here's a pill. It's all over. You're grand. No, it's not pills, but it's down to diet, lifestyle. and. No, it's not just down to diet. You can have the best diet and lifestyle. I, a friend of mine died at 35 years of age, didn't drink, didn't smoke, had a great lifestyle, was in the gym on a regular basis, and he died of pancreatic cancer. It's nothing to do with your lifestyle. You're absolutely, living a healthy lifestyle is important. But, you know, you can, your genes are probably, say everyone is born probably with Underlying cancer genes, but most likely, yes, most likely, so forth, you know? and different and, and different things in life may bring that cancer out. Stress, anxiety, all different things. But to suggest that it's just lifestyle, the healthiest people in the world have died of cancer. The richest people in the world have died of cancer. Steve Jobs, one of the richest men in the world. He wouldn't listen to doctors. He decided he would go to a quack who told him about all about eating fresh fruit and that'll cure your cancer. He died. He went to a doctor six months before he died and said, I was wrong. I shouldn't have listened to the quacks. Can you give me some chemotherapy now? And they said, sorry, it's too late. You're yeah. going to die. Well, 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 sure. We all know like even that uh, chemotherapy doesn't work on its own either, you know. What do you mean chemotherapy doesn't work on its own? I mean, an awful lot of people who've gone down the chemotherapy route haven't lived to tell the tale either. Like, no, because they're dying of cancer, Patrick. Yeah, but like... And if they didn't get the chemotherapy, they would have died anyway. And like, we have no evidence to say that they would have died anyway, you know. So, you're telling me now that chemotherapy kills people? Well, they say it's got... Three now, who's they? Who, no, who's they? You just said well, they say. Who's any, they? Uh, functional medicine doctors and various other scientists... Uh, can you give me a name of who says that chemotherapy kills people? Well, they haven't said it killed them, but it said it doesn't. Okay, so they haven't actually said that. Okay, you just made that bit up then. All right, okay. No, but... Patrick, when when you're at a point in your life, listen to what I have to say here, right? When it comes to chemotherapy, and this argument all the time that chemotherapy kills people, there is no doubt that chemotherapy is a very, very, very severe way to deal with a disease because it's not going to make you very well. Chemotherapy makes you very sick. But the argument is you are at a stage in your life where you're dying with cancer. And you have only a few options. Chemotherapy, radiotherapy are those options. They are the options for you. Now, it's better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. You try it, it could elongate your life, it could cure you, put you into remission. Or you're right, you could die. But you are going to die anyway of the cancer. What have you got to lose? Yeah, that's why I was saying, like, you know, what have you got to lose the trying? Well, that's not what you're saying. Again? Well, what you're saying, what you're suggesting, Patrick, is that people who will ordinarily have survived are dying because they're getting chemotherapy. That's well, what you're suggesting. I'm saying they would have probably died, but I'm saying the chemotherapy hasn't actually made them live. So what would you do, Patrick? Be honest. If you had cancer tomorrow, and I hope it doesn't ever happen to you, by the way, what would you do? Well, if it was me, I'd be looking at my diet, my lifestyle. And you wouldn't go to a doctor, no? Uh... Well, if I got diagnosed with a doctor, yeah, but I'd definitely be taking a holistic approach in my diet. Would you? And, and would you get? Would you have chemotherapy? If your doctor recommended, Patrick, you know, you're at stage two, three, four, whatever it is, we recommend, you know, uh, a schedule of chemotherapy just to sort of shrink this tumor before we can remove it. What would you say to them, Patrick? You no, know, your grand, I'd go home and eat a banana instead. Nope, I'd uh, go home and I'd go uh, stay on my ketogenic diet. And you wouldn't bother going back and getting the chemotherapy. Nope. 
Not for me. So, so obviously, Patrick, you know better than most doctors then, do you? Well, I know what works for my own... No, 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 you, do, you don't. No, you don't. You, you, do you understand the human body? Do you, do yeah, you know I better do. than most doctors? Have you I've got a degree in science? Research. Are you, are you a doctor? Do you have a medical a BA or something or an MA I in medicine? I don't need to, to understand my own self. Yes, you do. My body works. Hold on a second. I own my body. I'm quite yeah. aware of my own body. I know when I feel a bit down. I know when I'm low yeah. on energy. I know when I need something to eat. That's my own body. I understand my own body to a certain extent. But if yeah. I'm unwell, I go to a doctor. I have a car outside. I, you know, I know how the car feels. I'm pretty handy when it comes to cars. I know when it's low on oil, when it's low on water, when the tire pressure needs to be checked. But if something goes wrong with that car, I take it to a mechanic. A man or a woman who is trained to deal with it. You don't take your body to yourself, Patrick. You go to a hospital. Well, I've been there, done that, didn't work for me. Didn't work for you. You're still here, aren't you, Patrick? Yep, because I changed my lifestyle, my diet, everything else. It's not just because you're changing your lifestyle and your diet is good for you. Nobody's going to deny that. Yep. But it's absolutely good for you. But when you're sick, Patrick, and you're very unwell and you have cancer, you go to a doctor. You don't just go home and eat a bowl of fruit. And that is the very type of thing that Kate O'Connell is trying to legislate for. It's people, Patrick, who, like yourself, believe you know better. I'm not saying go home and eat a bowl of fruit. I mean, you have to change your whole diet, not just a bowl of fruit. Fruit in the sun isn't going to work. You have to change all your food, everything. Right, okay. And would you, and if, if you knew somebody who had cancer, would you recommend that to them? Not to, not to have chemotherapy and start, you know, having a better diet? I'll tell them to find their own answers, being truthful. You tell them to find their own answers? Yep. And, and not to go to a doctor for chemotherapy? I'll tell them. I'm glad I'm what, not a friend of yours, Patrick. I would tell them what worked for them. Right. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just glad I'm not a friend of yours. I wouldn't say go to a doctor if they ask. I'd say, look, do what you think you should do yourself. Right. I'm not telling other people what they should do. I'm just saying what's right for me. Well, no, you, you just said you would tell your friend to do what you think is right for them and not to go to doctors and get chemotherapy. No, you said not go to the doctor. I well, said what's right for them. Okay, so would you, if your friend said to you, I'm thinking of going to a doctor, he's recommended chemotherapy for me. I'm at stage three, breast cancer, whatever it is. What would you, what would you say to them? You'd say, oh, no, don't go home and change your diet. I'd say to him, look, if that's what you, what's right for you, do that, that's it. But I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I'd tell you what. I think myself for what's good for me. And do you spend long on the internet, Patrick? I spend a bit, but not long, but I do a lot of research and reading various books on health and holistic approach to life. Okay, well, hang on for a second. Tina, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tina? Hi, Noel. I'm so annoyed. I'm actually shaking with temper. I, I'm just cannot believe that somebody could be so ill-informed and so... I don't want to be rude, it's absolutely stupid to be coming out making those comments that he's saying. Is he even uh, aware that he's on the national airways? That there's have you ever been thing? in a situation where you weren't able to walk and almost ended up in a wheelchair? Well, I have, so I can talk well, to myself. Well, my best friend lost her 16-year-old daughter last year to bowel cancer, and it's coming up to our one-year anniversary on the 11th of May this I'm year. sorry to hear that. That's awful. So I, I, I have a fair understanding. She was my daughter's best friend, and I hope she's not listening because I, she's only back from doing the Camino to get over it, to get through Mother's Day. And I cannot believe that somebody could turn around and say, you know, that chemotherapy is actually killing people. When there's parents out there right now that have children in hospitals, or parents or mothers and fathers that are going through this type of thing, that are looking, you know, at terminal diagnosis, that are trying their best, and they have professionals that have studied years you know, medical professionals 
that are doing their best to keep these people alive and somebody coming on the airway to say they study on the internet to get their information and that eating fresh fruit and holistic treatments would be the better route to go and that's the advice they would be giving people. I just can't believe it. I really can't. So, yeah, Patrick, it, it is very insensitive to, you know, people, you know, like that, that lady who lost her daughter. It, as we speak at the moment in Crumlin Hospital or in the Matter Hospital or in Cork University, uh, whatever it happens to be, there are young children who may be diagnosed with cancer. Their parents are doing the best they can for them and putting them on schedules of chemotherapy or radiotherapy. But you're telling them, you know, sure, the best thing to do is bring them home and put, change their diet and that'll cure them. I said what's good for me. I didn't say what's good well, for me. Well, that's what you're suggesting, Patrick. And I, as I said, I've been in a situation where... I was Your body is no different to anybody else's, Patrick. It's exactly the same. Well, my, I have a rare autoimmune disease and I wasn't able to walk and I was, I was wheelchair-bound and I had changed my diet and the medication wasn't working for me. So, and I got myself back walking now and I'm walking without a walking stick freely and everything else. So you cured yourself? I didn't say I cured myself, but I... Well, I where, knew, where, who cured you? Did you get I, physiotherapy? Was there other I things that went medicine that went along with that, not just diet? Holistic, I, you fe- holistically. I found out what I was allergic to. It turns out I'm allergic to starch. Well, okay, so you found out what you're allergic to. Did you have an allergy test? So I had to cut it out. Did you have an allergy test? No, I didn't, because I went to a forum where people with that condition and doctors explained what the actual... Okay, so you went to a doctor? So the doctor explained the... Okay, so, you, so let me go back to what you just said. You went to a doctor and he examined you and figured you were allergic to starch and, so, and recommended what you should do. No, my doctor didn't. Uh, not a, do- a doctor, I'm saying a doctor. A doctor that was yeah, okay. form. Okay, was he, a, was he a medical doctor? He was a medical doctor, yeah. Okay, well then, he's a doctor. He's trained to do that. He knew what you were allergic to. He told you to, put, to cut it out and put you on a special diet. That's a completely different situation to having cancer, Patrick. But that information wasn't available here in Ireland. What do you mean? mean? So I had to go online. He's still a doctor. I know he's still a doctor, and there's great doctors out there, don't get me wrong. Yeah, loads of great doctors out there. But but there's no reason to suggest that a doctor who is trained couldn't be trained in diet and nutrition. But but when it comes to something as serious as cancer, Patrick, and somebody is at the third or fourth stage in cancer, we've run out of options. Yeah, but Sending them home and asking them to change their diet is not going to cure them. It might help them make feel a little bit healthier, get through the illness a little bit easier, but it's not going to it's not going to cure them, Patrick. No, but if they're having the chemo, they might as well change the diet as well in parallel with it. But you just told me you told me a few minutes ago you wouldn't even recommend the chemo. I said I wouldn't take it myself. I didn't say I recommend. Okay, it well, good luck to you, Patrick. You know, so yeah. what's for me is not for everyone else. Sorry, just to get back to you, Tina, before I just go to D. In uh, relation to this particular bill, the Treatment of Cancer, an Advertisements Bill 2019, do you think it's a good idea? I think it's a brilliant idea. It's, uh, it's the same with the anti-vaxxers. It's that sort of misinformation, you know, that you're vulnerable people when they're at their lowest. Mm-hmm. People grasp onto any form of hope. And maybe they might be going through chemo or feeling disheartened or it mightn't, you know, be going. And they might just stop doing stuff because they're reading stuff like this, these miracle cures that can cure. I mean, if that was the case, there'd be no such thing as cancer anymore, would there? There'd be no, there's no such thing as miracle cures. Mm, see, there are you people know? who have a lot of faith in miracle cures. I mean, I, and I know Kate has said the legislation has allowed for certain things like Lourdes, I imagine, and the seventh son of the seventh son, provided they don't advertise it as a cure. 
Uh, but there are, you know, kind of men, particularly all over the country, who advertise themselves as miracle curers who are the seventh son of the seventh son. And we had one of them on the air here about two years ago who suggested they wave their hands over people and they cure their cancer. They shouldn't be allowed to vote, in my opinion. Like, are yeah. they even allowed to reproduce? I just think that is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and I can understand daughter, people going to them because they're desperate to survive. They're people. desperate. That's why they should be stopped. I mean, like, that's my daughter's, when she was in the, the free pre- preschool year, I had to hand in all her vaccination sheets. They mm. were not allowed in. And that's only down in Marino. They're, they're I want, by the way, I wonder how Patrick feels, just before I say, D, I know you're waiting, I'm going to come to you in a second, but Patrick, he's yeah. still there. Yeah. How do you feel about vaccinations? Silly question. But how do you feel about vaccinations? Oh, I think they're necessary. All right. Like, oh, that's but, okay. Uh, but I just think maybe in certain cases, maybe they may need to give the vaccination separately if the child's immune system is already compromised. So putting that much in in one go for a very maybe compromised immune system. So, do you, so you don't agree with the MMR vaccine? No, I think that if someone has a, a, a compromised immune system, there might be too much. Well, I think, I think that's up to a parent and a doctor to understand if a child has an immune system or has a problem where they can't take vaccinations. But generally speaking, you're okay with vaccinations. You think? Do you think all children should be vaccinated? Well, if it, if it, if it prevention isn't the better than cure, like okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I thought you might have been going down that road too and reading that off the internet. Uh, let me go to D. D. You're on Classic Kids. How you doing, D? Good afternoon, now. D. I mean, you, you mentioned to us the last no, time you were. On. Hold on, can I say something? Yeah. You know that ad that comes and have you reached boiling point yet? Yeah. You've Your re- ad. You, you reached boiling point, have you? Have you? I've, I'm, I'm about to climb through that phone to give that gobshite a dick. Oh, okay, okay. You don't like him. You don't like Patrick's opinion, obviously. No chance. Pa- Patrick, uh, now, yeah. I, I've got three days left now. Um, I finished next Monday with my radiation. I finished completely oh, yeah. my chemo. I finished it successfully. Okay. And on Monday, okay. on Monday, I finished my radiation and all that. But chemo, yes, it makes you completely in bits. It does. You know? I mean, I oh, it knocks the wind out of you, I imagine, oh, yeah. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't um, straight after chemo, straight to bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, that's... I think most hard. people would have had the same experience, Absolutely. Yeah, and I just... Um, there is a, there's no doubt there's a lot of side effects to chemotherapy because it's radiation. You, so a lot of people will lose their hair, you know, they'll feel I've, unwell. I've lost my hair and everything. I, lo- I lost my eyebrows, everything. I've lost... Um, I, I've been wearing... I'm still wearing a hat at the moment. My hair is only starting to uh, grow back, Patrick, by the way. Because of the chemo, because the chemo helped me. And it's only starting to grow back now. Now, how dare you, Patrick? How dare you just uh, people? Um, cancer is not curable. It's treatable. Patrick, are you there? Hello, Patrick. Are you still there, Patrick? He's explaining. He's explaining to somebody else. He's on the radio. See, listen. He's explaining. He's explaining to somebody else. He's on the radio. Listen, have, let's have a listen to what he's saying. Oh. <laughs> he's talking to somebody else there about the fact that he's on the radio and everybody's shooting him down. <laughs> but um, but he's making a stupid point um, now. There's so many people. Do you know what my consultant? I was lucky that I found my lump very early. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And my consultant, Dr. Morris, which is a brilliant consultant in um, Oman, 
And he says to me that they, um, when I when I got my biopsy, mammogram, everything, all in one day. And um, it's so good now. We're advanced. The country's advanced now. Do you know what I mean? To well, we are, we are getting, we're getting better at diagnosing. I mean, we predict that in the next 10 years, the amount of cancer cases is going to rise dramatically, right? But the reason that is, is not because more people are getting cancer. It's because we're diagnosing it better. So we have to be able to now deal with it. Uh, yeah. And the only way we have to deal with it at the moment, or the best way we have to deal with it, is by, you know, a schedule of chemotherapy, radiotherapy, changing, talking to a dietitian, and, you know, making sure you're healthy, etc., etc. But Patrick, are you, are you there again? Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. You, you just heard what T said. You know, her breast cancer was picked up fairly early. Thankfully, she was diagnosed fairly early. She went on uh, chemotherapy. Yeah, right. It made her quite unwell. She yep. sadly lost her hair and her eyebrows are just starting to grow back now. But she's on the mend. Yeah, my sister had radiation uh, for the same thing and she's on the mend. Now. <laughs> and, uh, well, are you serious? So you just told me your sister had radiation and she's on the mend now. But you were on the air telling us all that ah, you wouldn't a, do it. Mal, he's nope. a liar. He's a liar. Yep. Look, one I, minute that's not for me. I don't like the idea of burning myself, you know. You don't like you don't like the idea of burning yourself. Well, that's how she felt when she was on the treatment. She was burnt. She could feel the burning from the radiation. It's right? radiation. Yes, it is radiation. And it is quite, it does have some sort of certain dramatic effects on your body. But mind you, the cancer would have a much more dramatic effect on your body. Yeah, but it's less invasive, apparently, from what she was saying, than chemo. Yeah, but, but um, so do I. But you know what? But you know what? I went to my... I listened to my doctor, not to somebody on the street. I'm not going to go and pay bloody money. Um, oh, uh, buy this and this. He's got... No, I do it the right way. And I've got three days left for my radiotherapy. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm cured. But I've got treated. And I feel happy and healthy. I've got three beautiful young kids that I can spend more time with now. But through the chemo, I couldn't. It made me sick. But now um, I'm on amend. Do you, do, you, do you accept that, Patrick? Yeah, but also I should say I don't listen to doctors or people on the street either myself. You don't listen to doctors or people on the street? Look, I, I, I listen to doctors. I so who do, you, who do you actually listen to when you're unwell, apart from the fact that you said you had some allergy to start? You listen to the internet. When, when I'm unwell, I... You go on I, the internet? No, I, I actually know myself now what's actually figured it. So you know I just have to cut back and... Now, Patrick, come on, you're talking nonsense. When, you, when you're unwell, if, when people are unwell and they don't know themselves what's wrong with them, you, do, you know, you have to go to a doctor. Well, yeah, if you don't know. But I know myself at this stage with my condition. And when, no, when I get that's just one condition, Pat- Patrick. You know, you, throughout your life, as you get older, you'll have a lot more conditions. But to see, with the yes. condition, there's so many side effects that I know all the side effects now at this stage. What happens with the condition? And and you know what, now? Mm. I didn't change my lifestyle. I'm still the same D. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, you, you know me. You see me, you know me. I'm still the same day. I eat the same food. I still have my glass of wine every now and then. I'm still the same day. And I still eat the same food. I cook for my, for my family. The swear always. Uh, my doctor didn't tell. My doctor just said to take it easy. 
Okay, well, listen, hang on a second. I've got to go to Liz. Uh, well, actually, Liz, wait till after the break because I have to go to a break. Loads of people texting and sending in messages. Somebody says, leave it now. You just lose time. Uh, obviously, Donald Patrick, he says, if these people want to cure themselves with air and cosmic energy, good luck to them. Uh, one less. However, Ashton Kutcher, the actor who actually played Steve Jobs uh, in the movie, it's a great movie, by the way. There was two Steve Jobs movies came out. Uh, one was the Irish actor. What's his name again? Oh, I can't remember his name. And Ashton Kutcher was the first one to do the Jobs movie. And it was slated by the critics as being a crap movie. And I watched it and I thought it was actually brilliant. I thought Ashton Kutcher was an amazing actor in that particular movie. But anyway, he played the part brilliantly. But anyway, he said he tried the same diet that Steve Jobs tried when he was diagnosed with cancer. No. And he almost died on the diet because he had to do the diet so he could lose weight to look a little bit like Steve Jobs towards the end. Um, uh, in other words, imagine what it would do to somebody who was already sick. Absolutely. Look, there is no doubt you should adjust your diet if you're feeling unwell or if you're getting cancer treatment. A doctor will talk to you to go to a dietitian and adjust your diet to make you healthier and get through chemotherapy because chemotherapy can have massive side effects. But to suggest that changing your diet or somebody wobbling their hands all around you going, ooh, ooh, is going to actually cure your cancer is just madness. And anybody who claims that should be sent to jail. Good, Liz, you don't support medical cures, but you think should be people should be allowed to spend money on whatever they want to spend? Pretty much, yeah. At the start of the topic, like, that was one of the main things that Claire, was that her name, was saying? Case, that case. Was, uh, Kate, Kate, yeah. That she was saying about, like, it's the cost thing. But at the end of the day, I think people should be allowed to spend their money on what they want. My main problem with the lifestyle advertising is telling people not to go to doctors. Yeah, but because see, they'd be, yeah, but if you're telling people, like, yeah, but if but if you're if you're advertising, say for example, come to me and I'll wave me hands over you and I'll give you this bottle of magic elixir and that'll cure your cancer. It is kind of telling people that your method is the one that works, even though there's no proof. Yeah, but a lot of the advertising they're saying you don't need a doctor because I can do this, and mm. that's the that that for me is the main issue. Where I don't think telling people. Oh, come to me, and if you buy this elixir off me, it's going to cure you. I don't think that. I don't. It's not protecting vulnerable people to me. This bill, it's protecting gullible people. Like that lady. Well, do we? Yeah, but do we need to protect because there are gullible people? Is do we need to protect gullible people? I don't think we need to go so far as to be bringing in bills to do it now, because as as I said, the lady that was on before me. uh, D. Yes. Yeah, that she went through all her. She's coming up to the end of our radiotherapy, you know. And she specifically said she wouldn't be stupid enough to go and spend our money on these silly But children. yeah, but there are people, Dee, you know, is an intelligent woman, there are people who may be stupid enough because they're desperate and, they, and they, yeah, they're trying to find a cure. So, so do we need to bring in a bill to protect stupid no, people on anything? Liz, Liz. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you're talking about, gullible people who are... Okay, well, 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 hang, well hang on, Dee wants to ask you something. Sorry, Dee, go ahead. Liz, um, at the start, you know, everybody is scared to death when you find out you've got the sea. When you've got I, cancer. I can but, only imagine. And I just looked at my kids and I said to Paddy, and I said to Paddy, I'm going to fight this beast. And every single day, Monday to Friday, I go to Bowman. It, and yeah, like you said, you spend money. I go, I go to Bowman every day, Monday to Friday. It's my, and I feel actually good now. And we Can bo- I ask you something, Dee? When, yes? you, when you got that diagnosis and you were that terrified, I'm seeing on the internet and in, here, there and everywhere, these miracle cures that you chose to ignore. 
Well, that, well, that, well, that's what Liz is saying. You're intelligent. You chose to ignore it. You knew what the right thing to do was. So she said, all we're doing is legislating for stupidity. I, I, I went now. Right. I'd, no. go the, I'd go the same route as you. I'd be going to hospitals. So, as I would, yeah. Doctors, I'd be taking all their advice. I wouldn't be interested in the yeah. like. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Doctors do get it wrong sometimes. But they have a better chance of getting it right than some bloke on Facebook. But that's what exactly. I'm trying to and say I now. I agree with that, but I don't think... Well, so, so then, you know, I mean, it's all well... I mean, a doctor can get it wrong. There's no doubt about that, Liz, and I know doctors do get it wrong. My mother used to always say, doctors differ, patients die, right? So there's no doubt that doctors can get it wrong sometimes. But in saying that, if somebody's online advertising something and they have no credibility, at least the doctor has, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years experience and credibility and, you know, a few letters after his name and went to college. But if some guy is online advertising something with no credibility, uh, you know, no training, whatsoever, but, you know, here's, I don't know, pureed fruit and a bottle of elixir and this will cure your cancer. Surely that should be illegal. Uh, yeah, but now, I, I take your point, but the thing is, as you said yourself, they're going to take into account, say, Lords or this seventh son of a seventh son so why is not all I, personally, but personally speaking, personally, okay, I, I believe that should be illegal too. I know that's not going to happen because the bill covers that, right? But I believe if you advertise Lourdes as a cure for anything, it should be illegal. Now, if people want to go there because they have their faith, that's perfectly fine, right? And they're getting other treatment as well. But there are people who genuinely believe if they go to Lourdes, they'll be cured. And I think that's giving people false hope. Because so it doesn't that, happen. Nobody's ever been cured in lyrics. Guy saying he can wave his hands over you, giving you false hope. Mm, there is no I'm evidence that anybody, any miracles have ever happened in, happened in Lourdes. Yes, people mysteriously uh, go into remission, but people mysteriously go into remission in hospitals all the time as well. It's not just because it's Lourdes. Uh, cancer is a very strange and uh, unusual disease that we really don't have a really good handle on. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Dorothy. Dorothy, you're on Classic Kids. Say to you, Dorothy. Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Dorothy, should we ban the people who advertise cures for cancer? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is no such thing as a miracle in a, in a bottle or in a food or anything. No. There is no such thing as a miracle. I mean, total nonsense. I mean, you, you, if you're diagnosed with cancer, chemotherapy, radiotherapy is there for a reason. See, here's, like, see, I'm looking at, I just got a text there. Cannabis oil is the way to go from Paul. See, this is what you're dealing with. Absolute nonsense. Well, cannabis, can I point out, cannabis oil has been proven to be good to help with pain, right? There's no doubt about that. But But it's certainly not going to cure your cancer. It's not going to cure your cancer. Absolutely not. You need the chemotherapy. So you actually, there is no way that any food or anything else is going to kill off those cells of the cancer in your body. Okay, so the point is, Liz is saying we shouldn't have to legislate for the stupid and the gullible. Because you're intelligent, you know that, Dorothy. I know it, Liz knows it, but what she's saying is there are people out there who can be duped into buying this silly stuff that doesn't work and we shouldn't really have to legislate. That's their own kind of fault in some sense. No, of course everybody is going to touch at straws when they're diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was diagnosed with cancer 13 years ago. And but should we legislate it. for the stupid in every case? Should we legislate and play, say that mediums shouldn't be hard enough that they can... But we do legislate for stupidity. We, we do it all the time. I mean, we've legislated in this country for fraud. And people usually who are the victims of fraud in a lot of cases are gullible. So we do legislate for fraud. We do legislate. Well, and and essentially what it is is fraud, Liz. Advertising that they can do this or that. As I said, take mediums. 
still okay, but Liz, like if you if you were okay, but if you were diagnosed with cancer, Liz, I don't have much time. But if you were diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, and I hope it never happens, to you, Jeez, I hope it never happens, right? But if you were, and I said to you, Liz, come over to my house, I'm going to wave my hands around you, and I have this little magic device, electric device, I'm going to stick it into you a few yeah. times, and that'll be grand. That'll cure your cancer, Liz. Give me sixty quid. Do you I believe? Mean, I, do you, there'll be a little box at the door there for the donation. I tell you, you are off your head, and I'm going down to my doctor. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I, I do that. The same way if, if it was yourself and I told you I had a cure for what was wrong with you, you'd probably tell me to go to hell, that you were going to your doctor. But I just don't understand why they think they, we should legislate for people who are so gullible that they go and do it. Because let's be honest, if you're thinking, like, anyone should know that these things don't work. As that lady said, there is no miracles. There's no miracle cure. Yeah. Whether it be a food and a lick or a drink, changing your diet living as healthy as you can. None of that is going to work. You need the chemotherapy or you need the radiotherapy along with changing your diet or changing your lifestyle. Or So I just don't understand how people can think we should legislate for the guilty or for the gullible. I just don't. Well, Dorothy's got a final word on that, so she doesn't believe we should be legislating for the gullible. Absolutely not. Mm. No, absolutely not. Because it's twisting people's heads. People are clutching at straws and everything else when they're diagnosed with cancer. They don't know what way to turn. They don't know where to go. Absolutely no. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.